LMT is a lens by which you assess all economic understanding. The street is full of corruption. It is baked in to every aspect of our society. 1900s, Lenin was predicting global finance capital would do all the things it's doing today. This is written over 100 years ago. All right, everybody. It is Steve, the Rogue Scholar. Folks, I, let me, before I get into the meat of today's discussion, you know, watching the State of the Union last night was incredibly, incredibly depressing. It was almost like being a child at a divorce hearing and watching the two parents at least grandstand in front of each other and, and act like shit. And you're sitting there wondering, how am I going to survive? You're not worried about their bickering between each other. You're like, just, what do I do? And it really, really took the, made me feel gross because nothing that Biden said were things that, to me, spoke to things that I care about. And at the same time, watching the harpies within the Republican Party uh, saying things, and I, I believe all this is theater anyway. But listening to it made me realize the, the cruelty that is going to be coming soon. If it's not already cruel now, it's going to be even more cruel later. And um, I didn't hear any mention of the things that matter to me at all. So it made me feel right off the bat like there's probably not going to be a whole lot of quality change Probably not going to be a whole lot of quality change going on. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I wasted my time. All right. But I needed to be able to know what it said just so I wouldn't be talking out my ass. Um, let me just say this for those people that are watching me, you'll notice that even though I get angry and whatnot, my goal in every live stream that I do, in every video, podcast, writing, anything, no matter what, is to inform people, is to educate people. I, I literally realize that without an informed, educated public, nothing's going to change. So it doesn't matter what I see in the news, doesn't matter what I hear. What I know is what I know. And I know what I know, and I know it very well. And, you know, for 15 years, I've been um, on this MMT train. You could say that I'm autistically devoted to modern monetary theory. And uh, thank you so much, Double K. But the truth of the matter is, is that it took me getting rocked, absolutely rocked, to, um, I don't know, to kind of get my head out of my ass and be able to um, be able to retain the information that you and I see on the daily. And how to explain this? Um, you know, for me, in the end, I uh, I recognize that my life is largely it's going to be to try to educate people 
It's going to be to try to educate people and hope to God that the people that we try to educate help my kids out, help your kids out. We're done. I don't, I don't see any way forward. Most people are caught up in the fucking food fight out on Twitter with random asshole X and random X all Y and just gut wrenching. It's absolutely gut wrenching to be trying to be a vanguard of sorts, trying to be the person that puts things forward. And, uh, you know, I look and I say to myself, and if I was doing an effective job, I would have an army. I would have not an army, say, for me, per se, but within this knowledge space. We used to, but they all thought they were graduating and they tried to move on to college or something like that and forgot the fact that it's the regular people that we've got to wake up. It would be real easy to hang out and just talk to academics and get kind of smug and feel good about yourself. But the reality is, is that you know, for all my education and all my work experience and stuff, I'm, I'm in a hole like everybody else, except my hole requires a whole lot of explaining. And most people don't take time to hear the explanation. So you're sitting there trapped in a cell of your own inside your brain because nobody will take the time to shut up and listen. They want to talk. And, uh, I guess we all want to talk, but the struggle that I feel is like, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. And, um, People that are doing really well, they're going to do fine, no matter whether it's Biden or Trump or whoever, they'll just, they'll be fine. But, uh, most of us aren't going to be fine. And, um, I really resent the people that give air cover to the establishment lies and to the conspiracy drivel that doesn't quite measure up but gets the most likes and clicks and takes people off in the weird directions and uh it's very very hard to make an impact and to make any kind of meaningful change there's too much egos there's too many too many self-interests, too many things that have nothing to do with this important stuff. And I'm, I'm, I'm really struggling with the places I put my energy. Okay. Because if I don't see lights going on in people, if I don't see people taking the knowledge and doing something with it, if I don't see people respecting the amount of work that has gone into this, I, I feel like it's wasting my time and I feel like it's hopeless. I don't want to feel like it's hopeless, but I feel like it's hopeless. And um, it's hopeless for so many reasons, right? But I want to show you something real quick, and then I'll get really into the meat of things. This is just a, a picture of some of the books 
that I have been reading. And, you know, you think about all the effort that goes into that reading exercise, if you will, right? And you think about the fact that even let me fix that so I can do it a little differently because I want you all to see this so badly. Uh, really, guess doesn't much matter, but I want you to see it anyway. Um, oh, well, I guess it's just not going to work out for me. So anyway, if you can see this, great. If you can't see it, great. It's a lot of lot of work. It takes a lot of work. Every interview that I do, I read an incredible amount to get to the point where I'm saying what I'm saying. I really work very, very hard to try and put all the dots together. Um, and instead, people chasing Bitcoin or chasing this and chasing that. And it's like the people that I talk to, the alt media hosts that I talk to, five minutes later, they're they're saying the same bullshit they said the day before. And so I kept thinking to myself, you know, I, we don't have great outreach. We don't have people that understand how important it is to be present on Twitter, to be engaging and supporting and lifting just for whatever reason, people don't do it. People don't follow up on the comments to help elevate the content. So all that's out there is just trash. And, um, you know, I, uh, I get weary, you know, I get weary. I, I get exhausted and I feel desperate and I try and get people to push for more. And it just, it's very challenging. And, uh, but if I were to go out there and pick a fight with random YouTube channel, everybody come listen, everybody would have a comment. Everybody would either troll me or whatever that would, that would get their attention, man. And so, you know, I think back to how important it is to be able to listen to a State of the Union address and be able to dissect it, be able to break it down, be able to crush it, be able to fundamentally understand what's being said and be able to say, lie, lie, lie. There's a lie. I see the lie. Oh, that's truthful. Okay, that's hopeful. But be able to really, really break it down and have the analytical framework, not just of the money system, but of the power in society, understanding all the different material conditions, all the different factors that history plays in putting this together. And, you know, I go to academics to hear from them. And, you know, when I hear them talk, it's always so sanitary. It's always so clean and so almost Spock-like, just logical, Captain. It, it, it doesn't take in the human condition. It doesn't focus on the people that are going to die. It doesn't focus on the things that I think matter. And I think it comes back to how I ended up coming to this form of activism, how I came to care about this subject, how I cared so much that for 15 years I haven't taken a day off doing it. Before real progressives even began. 15 years is almost a career, folks. And I don't get paid for this, right? I, it's like 
I put more time and more effort into this than I do probably my day job. And to my eternal dismay, my family to some degree suffers as a result of it as well. And I'm chasing people around, trying to get them to care. And it's heart-wrenching. It's gut-wrenching. It's it's absolutely gut-wrenching to see how people hear it. And then they go right back to living exactly how they were. And they don't change the way they frame things. And they're not moved to action. And But you give them a fucking food fight on Twitter or YouTube and they're there. Things are really dire right now, folks. So what was it that made MMT and this conversion to the left really, really take hold, take root? Usually people are told that they're going to be liberal or they're going to be socialist when they're young and they'll get conservative when they're old. I started conservative when I was young and have gotten far, 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 far more radical, far more left as I've gotten older. And I think to myself, part of the thing that made this stuff stick was a personal existential crisis that I was going to die if something didn't change and I didn't know how to fix it. And I was desperate and looking for answers. So the slam, this freaking cacophony, this huge disruptive thing happened in my life where I got laid off in 2008 and 2009. I got laid off July 24th, 2009 from a 17 year career at Verizon. And it was the extreme nature of realizing that maybe the world wasn't going to be, um, what's the matter? What's the word I'm looking for? It wasn't going to work out the way I thought it was going to work out. It was a real eye-opener. And I'm grateful for that eye-opener. It didn't feel good when it was happening. Didn't feel good at all. But it made the information stick in a way that I don't see it stick with most people. The threat of losing everything losing families, losing visibility of my children, not having access to jobs because of a prior criminal record at the time that is now, thank God, no longer bugging me anymore. But there was so much that that layoff did to make life very different. And so once that shifted, I was able to start absorbing things at a level that I had never absorbed it before. Ever. Like, like I remember taking economics in the master of science and the MBA programs that I was in. And for people that snigger about having master's degrees and stuff, fuck you. You know, just fuck off, right? Fuck off. I was a fucking homeless drug addict drunk that tried to say, fuck you, I'm as equal as any of you motherfuckers out there. And I decided that I was going to try and do this. But because my parents didn't have money, I took on fucking huge debt to try and prove that I didn't deserve to be six feet under, that I was a decent person and had value and was going to do something with myself. My father was so down on me. Love him. Rest in peace, Pop. He thought I should be an asbestos removal guy. 
or a trash man because at least they had benefits. That's, he had no belief that I could be anything other than a, a, just a burden, okay? So my effort to try and class jump, try to get out of this lower class, poor, drug addict, drunk-mindedness was extremely expensive. I would have been better just to stay down than try to get up. At least that's the way the system treated me. But because of that real life, near death, freaking horrible on the edge in the system, you know, bend over and cough. Let me check your crap, you know, your anal cavity to see if you have any drugs or weapons in your asshole, shit like that. It fundamentally changes you, fundamentally changes you. So as I started doing this MMT thing, I started out with full of excitement and enthusiasm because I couldn't believe that I had found the answer. Now I understand why they're not doing these things, or at least economically. I didn't understand power. I didn't understand class. I didn't understand any of that because they don't teach that stuff in school. You have to literally go out of your way to learn that stuff. So as I progressed through this and became just absolutely voracious in learning, I needed to find solutions. I became committed to this process of teaching people and getting them to wake up to MMT. Well, I got trolled very, very hard in the beginning, like hard, like in a way that that I see people trolling people that are on big platforms today. Back when Real Progressives was the big dog in this place, we had 130,000 followers. Freaking, you know, we'd have three, 400 people watching live streams at a time. Now we're lucky if we have 30, right? And I remember the trolls would come out and they'd say, crack open an economics textbook, you moron. Oh, what about the creature from Jekyll Isle? And I'm thinking to myself, creature from Jekyll Isle, folks, don't you understand? Don't you understand that I came from that world? I was a libertarian. And if you look right here, right there, there's the creature from Jekyll Isle, smack dab in the middle. I got it there on purpose, right next to Marx's capital, etc. Think about that for a minute. Think about that. So I knew this stuff. And I was trying desperately to teach other libertarians and right-wingers because I came from the right. But they, in that world, until you fall flat on your face, they don't want to hear about struggle. They don't give a shit because to admit that you were struggling is a sign of weakness. And that weakness is something they will exploit and they will destroy and they will eat and devour. There is no compassion. There is only self. There is only you do. There's only you lift yourself up. You make it happen. You, you, you. All the pressure on you. And as long as you've got money and as long as your family took care of you, as long as you've got a trust fund, as long as you've got whatever, you'll be just fucking fine. But if you don't, it's all about you again. It's all about the choices. So the reason this stuck with me was because I was absolutely desperate for change. Now, it doesn't hurt that I had spent many, 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 many years in recovery 
that I had been exposed to this process of unlearning and deprogramming and learning new behaviors. So I was already conditioned to change because I was a drug addict and alcoholic and I needed to change. So by taking those same principles from Alcoholics Anonymous and really evaluating, doing fearless and thorough from the very start, to be at the turning point, to be at that crossroads and have to make a decision, to understand that each and every decision I made at that point was more important than the next, that I had very much the opportunity to change my life. It was that freedom from the old stinking thinking that allowed me to approach MMT and divorce myself of the stinking thinking that I've been trained not only as a child growing up in a Reagan household, but as a former libertarian that learned Ron Paul bullshit and praxeology and Austrian economics and all that crap, moving right through Keynes and over into post-Keynes and then into MMT. And it's I'm not an economist, folks. I'm just a dude like you or dudette like some of you all. I'm just a guy. I'm a jag. Just a guy that was desperate to see change. And so as these people trolled me when I would go live, as they would just rip into me and say horrible things about me, horrible things about me, I started fighting back. And I realized at that point in time that unless you hit rock bottom, unless you hit some some point that makes you bounce back, the ability to divorce yourself, the ability to divorce yourself from prior knowledge is almost impossible. It's just passing knowledge. I learned everything from Pythagorean theorems to all these kind of, you know, linear equations and tons of, tons of math, right? And as soon as it was done, I forgot every bit of it. I literally forgot every bit of it. Why? Why did I forget every bit of it? Because it didn't fucking matter. There was no practical application for the Pythagorean theorem in my life. There was no real logical value in knowing the Pythagorean theorem. There was no logical value for me to know a lot of things. So immediately I would learn it, I would take the test, and I would flush it. But with MMT, it was different. I wanted to be precise. I wanted to know this stuff. I wanted to really understand and learn it through and through. And it was because I saw hope, genuine hope, and understanding that a movement of people that wanted to do for the people, that wanted to fix the planet, that wanted to do all the things that I'm finding in socialism, that I'm learning about, with a class analysis now, later, years later, that that right there could be facilitated with an understanding of how the monetary system works and we could understand how to radicalize people who were just normies floating through life, buying the bullshit, caring about what politicians say and tweeting at them and yelling at them and chasing around and swooning over them and taking selfies with them and all the other crap, all the fanboy, fangirl crap that they do. I realized in that moment 
that MMT provided a way out. It provided a hope that we could hang our hats on. And so I really invested myself heavily. And that's why we created Real Progressives, to support Bernie Sanders at the time and to also support Stephanie Kelton and the entire MMT community to get this message out there. And so I realized that you, the listener, will probably listen to these things. A lot of people used to go, we love you, Steve. We love you. I mean, I go back through these old 2016 live streams and look at the people that I don't see anymore that no longer listen to me, no longer follow me, think I'm an asshole, whatever. And why, oh, we love you, Steve. You're the greatest, Steve. We think you're the best, Steve. Only to realize how easy it is for worthless sons of bitches to smear your name, trash you publicly, and fuck you no matter how hard you work because they don't like your attitude or they don't like the way you say something or whatever. There are people who one day I will call out by name as I'm throwing the match behind me and walking out the door. But for right here, right now, the point I'm making here is this. The people that learned MMT the most, the ones that really held it near and dear, the ones that became truly passionate and understood it were the people that had the billy club up against the head were the people that had a real stake in understanding these things who saw the tie-in to everything wrong with what's going on and this lack of understanding and because they hit rock bottom because they took the punch because they understood how fucking angry i was and they understood how important this was the people originally tried to push back, fight against me, say, he's wrong. I'll figure it. I'll prove him wrong. And what did they do? They went out and read the goddamn papers I put out there just to spite me. Just to spite me, the motherfuckers read the papers and learned MMT. And then my inbox would be filled with people said, Steve, I thought you were a dick at first. You might still be a dick. I am a dick. Whatever. I don't care. But I read this. and You were right. I fucked up. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? When someone was challenged, so it wasn't just passive information. Because we, but here's, here's the problem. There are an incredible amount of MMT people who think this is just really cool information. Well, you don't really think that the politicians are as bad as they are, do you? You don't really think that they're just out to get, you don't really think that. Is it really as bad as it appears? Yes, it is. And the more you know, the more existential crisis type thing it becomes. And the more you accept that that existential crisis is real, and the more you understand how vital this shit is, the more you will become willing to absorb and retain this information. The more the sun is shining on you and everything's perfect, you probably won't pay that much attention. It'll be more esoteric. It'll be like, hell, you know, actually, taxes really do fund spending. If you go into the TGA, if you do this, if you do that, actually, Chauncey, yeah, yeah, right? And you know what? They're going to go out. They're going to have a grand manier that night. They're going to go on a nice trip on the boat. They're going to walk a bougie dog. They're going to do something. They're going to go hang out with nice people with nice clothes, hang out at a nice five-star restaurant, and they're going to act like, Gosh, can you imagine? Oh my God, how do they get in here? I mean, literally, this is the divide. 
And so naturally, a guy like me who's angry, who's desperate, who's hurting, who takes this stuff out there, people are like, what the fuck are your credentials? Who are you? And then the other side's like, why the fuck? How do we shake this shit off of our shoe? This guy right here, he's fucking it all up for everyone, man. He's talking MMT, but he's just angry, dude. And he's just, oh, everybody, see, see that's a, he's evangelical. He's this, all kinds of trashish. All kinds of trash. Yeah, nice OG symbol. Yes. Actually, I have it up there because it's in tatters. You're exactly correct. I think to myself, when people have that moment and they, it becomes real to them and they absorb that analysis and they start thinking as a class perspective and they start thinking about what the working class is and they start realizing the working class is a mess of different people and different ideas and different ways of life different everything but it's the working class and it strips away the identity politics and it focuses on our commonality our common struggle as labor as as workers as people and when you realize that and you develop an understanding of mmt and you've had that existential crisis where you realize that if we don't get this shit right things are going to get really bad for a lot of people including each of us. That moment where the baseball bat comes across your forehead and you have that, uh, that alarm clock, that wake-up call, it burns it into your brain. It sears it into your heart. It makes it irresistible to keep learning. It makes it irresistible to either try to disprove or to tell everyone. So that those people who have caught on, they caught on because the desperation of, I have never been the guy that goes, oh, let's trace this out, actually. You know, and I can sit there and do reserve accounting with you. I could. Reserves are what's in the inner banking system with the Federal Reserve. It gets all boring and weird and shit like that. But the reality is reserves are what clears payments in the system between banks, okay? When the government spends money out here, it creates a reserve in there, inside the interbanking system. So as people make transactions, as they, they interoperate between each other, reserves pass from bank to bank to clear payments. It's not a big deal. I could show you that. But that's not what you want to learn. That's not what you need to learn to be able to fight back. But there are people out there that really want to know. And I don't dissuade anyone from learning. Learn as much as you want, but be able to stay at a level where you can talk to regular people about the fact that the nation creates its own currency. Think about that moment right there. It's not borrowing it from China. It's not borrowing it from banks. And I want you to think about this. This is where some adjacent people get this thing all screwed up. United States government, even as evil as it behaves, is the currency issuer for the United States. When Congress writes a bill and authorizes spending, once the signature is on that paper, legal money, legal money 
has been created. They have authorized those funds. Those instructions are then sent to the nation's central bank, who then in turn, as I've told you many times, keystrokes deposits into the accounts of the treasury. Okay? Doesn't matter whether there was a tax dollar received for it or not, because we spend first tax later, which tells you that the taxation is not a funding operation. You spend first, you tax later. Is this a big deal? You fucking A right it is. Because if you understand that, then you understand that chasing rich people dollars to fund programs, while it feels good and that's the common narrative, it's wrong. It's not only wrong, but it fundamentally fucks the working class because now we're trapped in a tax battle. We're trapped in a tax battle to fund health care. A tax battle that can be done separately. Give us the fucking health care. You play your tax game later. I don't need to hear that. I want to fucking get healthy. I want my health plan. So people will then say, hey, Steve, you're not for taxing the rich. And that's when you say, take the fucking cotton out of your ears, motherfucker. And they're like, huh? He's mean. He's disrespectful. No, I'm trying to make you fucking wake up. And I, I don't mind being your bad guy if it makes you wake up. If it makes you have that moment that I've been talking about this entire time, then it was worth it. I used to say, let me be a piece of dynamite. Throw me into the lake and let the fish come up to the top and let all the tone police scoop them up with their nets. I don't care. I don't need to be the finisher. My ego doesn't require me to be the one that prays the sinner's prayer with you for MMT, okay? My ego doesn't require that. My ego requires that this connection, this fucking existential connection hits you in the heart, hits you in the fucking head and makes you say, God damn, this is important. That's all I care about. Somebody else fucking smarter than me can walk you through all the accounting steps. They can show you all these different deep things. If that's what you want to do, if you want to be an economist someday, there are ways of becoming an economist. If you want to be an effective citizen, listen to me. I'm trying to tell you how it works. That's it. So as I think to myself, as I think to myself, I'm watching Twitter fights between adjacent friends of mine, friends of mine, because I don't just stay within the MMT proper, not because I have this affinity for things non-MMT. It's because, number one, I'm trying to bring together folks that are just a fucking, ah, just so close, so fucking close that if we could bring them all together, God damn it, we'd have some energy. But instead, we're going to fucking parse words. We're going to get esoteric. We're going to get down there in this little, this little teeny niggling about some stupid fucking esoteric bullshit. Okay? Now, I'll tell you one thing that really kind of breaks my heart. The idea that the federal government has all these rules, weird rules, they're very real constraints. They're very real in terms of because they operate that this is the way it is. They become de facto real constraints. Money is a creature of law and so are these silly constraints. But those constraints, let's say someone says, I have to put a 
uh, tinfoil hat on, rub my belly, stand on one foot in the corner, and bark like a dog for a dollar to come into existence. There are people out there that are so trapped that they would say, well, of course, you've got to stand and do all that shit that I just said to create a dollar. But the reality is MMT shows us where the bullshit is, shows us where these fake rules are, these fake things, and cuts out the bullshit and goes straight to the fucking prize. Okay? And it's because people are beholden to those rules and laws that literally are lies that they don't understand how we can take care of we the people. And so for me, I've taken a different approach. There's a lot of tone police out there. There's a lot of gentle, soft people out there. And God help them, I hope they have a good net when I throw the napalm into the lake. When I throw a fucking dynamite stick in the lake, I hope those gentle, sweet people are able to scoop them up with their fucking, uh, their net. Gee, many Christmas. Talk about one of the people that I have missed. Where the hell have you been, humorous? God, I love you. Here, let's read this. $100 super chat. Thank you so much. We so hatred of, I'm saying we are so have so much hatred of others fueled by what we think is true and what we want to be true without regard to what is true. We've lost all sight of distinguishing facts from opinions and truth. We lob grenades at one another when we could be sharing beers and opinions and pubs. Amen, my friend. That is exactly correct. So I, I think to myself, you know, you guys may not be religious, and I'm fine with that. I'm not here to preach any religion to you whatsoever. I'm, but take my analogies and think about them in the abstract if you can. And if I'm talking in a weird way right now, forgive me. This matters to me. Okay. There was a parable of Jesus and the sower of the seeds, or see the parable of the sower. And it talked about planting seeds on four different types of soil, I think it was. And somebody planted on rocks, somebody planted in sand, somebody planted it in fresh soil, and everything went great, right? And I kept thinking to myself, and this is going to sound crazy, and I'm okay with that. This is where the way I process information now. Even the biggest Mac daddy of them all, JC, was only effective in 25% of his luring people. And there's a saying that, you know, it's easier to fit a camel through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to find salvation kind of thing. And I, I, I think to myself, we have to recognize that everybody isn't going to be the closer. Everybody isn't going to be the guy that brings somebody into the MMT world and they, all of a sudden the lights go on. But God, when the lights do go on, when the lights do go on, fundamental change starts happening. And you realize after a short bit that knowing MMT will only bleed you into a new realm. You'll have to start feeling compelled to learn the history. You'll feel compelled to understand the power dynamics. It's like, there it is. Why isn't it happening? Why is it? There it is, plain as day. Why the fuck isn't it happening? 
that's when a lot of the stuff that other people talk about, you find a common ground now. Now we know the corruption. Now we know the, the disinformation. Now we understand the power dynamics. But those people that started with the corruption and stuff like that don't understand the monetary system. So they end up chasing Alex Jones from here to kingdom come. It's the hint of truth, but without an understanding of the op. See, the thing about MMT is that it's operational reality. You have the theoretical part that will change as things change, but then you have the plumbing. The plumbing is the plumbing is the plumbing. It's the way it works. And it's in that space. It's in that understanding of the way the plumbing works that you can ground yourself. You know, I was talking to somebody earlier and saying, you know, isn't it nice when you can literally sit there and put your back against the wall and use something to peg yourself against it so you can brace yourself, something so you only have three battlefronts to face, not this one. At least I've got this. But see this fucking flag right here? fucking disaster it's an absolute disaster you saw it last night in the state of the union address fucking teabagging maggots and scumbag neoliberals nobody fighting for the working class for real nobody taking into consideration the real struggle that we're dealing with and it comes back full circle then you're asked well what do you want trump or what do you want who are you going to vote for what are you going to do and all this stuff and the reality is, is that when you know the things that I've told you, and if you didn't believe me, you went and fucking fact checked me. Please do. Please read the things I put out there. Fuck. Take the transcripts from our, um, from our macro and cheese. Listen, read. Read the stuff the people that I interview say. Don't take my word for it. Fucking do the work. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it to skip Jeopardy on television or Family Feud or Real Housewives or whatever Netflix shows on to do this. It's worth it. I'm not going to tell you that it gets better with it because I can tell you right now, once you know, you feel trapped because you're surrounded by people that refuse to learn. You're surrounded by people that won't learn. So you've got to bring them to a point. You've got to bring them to that point where they're going to make that deep connection, that deep connection with their child struggling, that deep connection with their bank account struggling, a deep connection with family members dying of illnesses that they didn't need to die from, but because they didn't have money and some worthless piece of shit told you to just vote blue, but didn't have any analysis. And there your family dies because of this trash. It's maybe those connections that help you start realizing that we're fucked unless we fix this, unless we get out in front of it. It's a real hardship because even in this little world of MMT and you know, heterodox economics, there are fights out the ass between fellow travelers. Lots of angry nonsense that goes on. A lots of, well, you didn't say it the way I say it, so therefore, right? I say things in the most simplified way I can. 
Is it always perfect the way I say it? No, because I'm looking for analogies. Why? Because it's not as important that I get you the first time to teach you reserve accounting. Some asshole will say, well, we got to start with the TGA. Oh, my God. The Treasury's general account where they spend from, right? This is the overdraft account. It's the account that when the government's accounts are, that they have to have positive balance in the TGA. But that's within the government sector. And see, I'm going too far now. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. What is relevant is that you understand that the government can literally, your government is supposed to be you and I. It's not supposed to be the rich. It's supposed to be we the people. The general welfare should be taken care of. And when you understand that, you understand that there's nothing preventing it. But they have a decided, distinct, real desire for you and I to live in precarity, to be exposed to their control, to be absolutely pliable when they want you to do certain work, and that you are constantly in a state of fear enough not everybody, enough of us are in a state of fear that it keeps things going. It's the fear. It's it, the real fear. It's not like fake fear. It's not like watching a movie and having weird thoughts. It's like real fear of dying, of not having food, of not having a home, of being on the street, okay? They leave that destitution, that fear, that, that destitution to keep you driven in this way. You're looking at these politicians, you're watching this thing, you're saying, hey, they're supposed to serve me. Well, no, they're serving capital. And anybody that tells you otherwise is lying to you. Now, that's not MMT. That's Steve Grumbine telling you that. That's Karl Marx telling you that. That's John, uh, <laughs> that's John Lennon telling you that, damn it. Vladdy, right? So... When you understand this and you see what is possible, when you understand what's possible and you see the pain and suffering, it would be great if that was enough to sear it into your heart and your brain to make you fight back, to make you stay in that lane and never give up. But a lot of people would rather clout chase and they want to be in like Flynn with the academics and they want to be in like Flynn with the cool kids that got money and live in La Vida Loco. I'm preaching to people that are suffering. And if I'm not preaching to them, I'm preaching to whoever's listening. And if no one's listening, I'm preaching anyway. You know, some asshole came around the other day because I dared I dared attack Richard Wolf, but I wasn't attacking Richard Wolf as a human being. I was attacking Richard Wolf's lack of understanding of macroeconomics. But because of this disgraceful hero worship, disgraceful, by the way, did I say that? Disgraceful hero worship. The facts, the unvarnished facts of the debt and the debt ceiling and things like that were eliminated. They ignored them because all that mattered was defending this national treasure of Richard Wolf. But Richard Wolf, when he goes live, when he talks to somebody on Democracy Now!, there's hundreds of thousands of people that hear it. I've got 43 people listening to me right now. And after a few days, I might get five or 600 people to listen. Richard Wolf will get 55,000, 100,000, 200,000 people to listen to him saying stuff about taxes, funding things, and how the United States government borrows from corporations. 
it's almost like I'm climbing a greased pole because people listen to that trash and it's trash. It's not even, it's like he knows, he talks, he has in, definite contact with people like Stephanie Kelton. He even lifted her up years ago when her book came out, The Deficit. But in the end, he still butchers it and fucks it all up. And millions of people hear him over the course of time. This is not against him. I'd probably hang out with, we probably agree on 99% of things, but this is such an important thing right here. And think about this. You're going down the road and you've been going straight and everybody's been going the same direction 99% of the time, but then you get to the end and it's about money. Are we going to try and fund programs with taxes? Or do we understand that taxation is just what keeps the money working? We go this way. Richard Wolf goes this way. MMT goes that way. And it is a 180 degree change. It's no longer the same thing anymore. And so as a result of that, I don't have a PhD from Yale. I would think that's a plus on my side, that I'm not an Ivy League guy. But alas, the revolutionaries fucking love Ivy League, huh? What revolutionaries they might be, huh? Way to go supporting the working class by defending millionaires and Ivy League elite. Brilliant. Well played, lefties. But this is where we are. This is what we do. We are in a position where everybody is against us because everybody's been propagandized. It doesn't mean they're, they're your enemy, but the world is wide open to educate. So for me, I keep hoping and praying that people will listen to the Macro and Cheese podcast and learn things. And there are things that are in that Macro and Cheese podcast that MMTers brains blow up over because I've invited people that have said things in an imprecise way or actually even sometimes said it incorrectly. And I try to bring those differences out. Why? Because I so badly want to bring everybody together. Is it my job? Is it my right to try to bring everybody together? God damn it, as long as there's air in my lungs, sure there is. But I also tell the truth. Like, for example, this anti-war rally that's going on, that's getting ready to go on. I took a pretty hard stance about the fact that libertarians and their ways that have creeped into the society, our, our government, regardless of whether you believe this or not, between being neoliberal, it's also got libertarian, Ayn Rand, driving all of that belief system. Neoliberalism is the highest stage of capitalism. It is the worst stage of capitalism, okay? is the most domineering and crushing and soul-sucking. And so if you think about what I'm saying, our government is right there doing this stuff. We've got to push past that. We've got to overcome that. And I don't know how to do that with Richard Wolf hitting 500,000 people with talking about how the federal government borrows its own currency from corporations. He's a national treasure. I'm just a scumbag on the fucking bottom of some rich dude's shoe that they want to scrape off so I don't stink up their white carpet. 
you know? I, uh, I think people have to be brought to a point where things matter to, it's not enough to tell you the rigor of, of accounting and how the world, how it works, the, how it works and the possibilities have to matter to the individual in their heart. You have to hit them in their heart so that they believe it and they understand it and they see how it matters to them. And you've got to not care as much that they're your best friend because in the end, the world relies on people to wake them up. The world doesn't know it's asleep about economics. Am I saying that the MMT angle is the pinnacle of all things? I'm saying it is the pinnacle of understanding monetary systems in terms of what we have and what we could have. I don't know of a possible way. And I've read Jacques Fresco and I've read the, I've watched all the fucking not stuff about moneyless societies and crap like that. And I've told you countless times, even on Star Trek, they use credits. Credits are like US dollars. They're just called credits. Okay. Credit theory of money, all kinds of stuff. I mean, folks, in the end, you can call it whatever you want to call it. But MMT describes what you and I are going to experience in our lifetimes. And unless you're willing to learn that, you're not going to be able to change the course of society and be able to fight back. You're just not. And I want you to. I want us to. We need to. And I don't want to get out there and do fucking food fights on Twitter. Hell, most of y'all don't even retweet my shit. So why the fuck would I? Why do I even try Twitter, right? Why do we even bother with it? Let y'all go fucking chase after people putting ivermectin and fuck you troll and, you know, oh, he's a sellout. And go out there and fucking play games on Twitter. Be all you can be. But the information I'm trying to put out there doesn't make it through the fucking, you know, doesn't get out. Doesn't get out into the open sea. It stays beached behind the coral reef. Okay. Same thing with our YouTube channel here. We've got 13 plus thousand subscribers. We get 30 people watching. 50 people now. Thank you very much. It's very, very hard to stay focused on the material and help people learn this stuff when there's so much more fun food fighting going on out there that you can engage in and, and just throw yourself at. It would really, really mean the world to me if we could build a common you know, thread where we work together on Twitter, where we work together in YouTube, where we work together on Facebook, where we work together getting this stuff out there, where we support each other and lift each other up. Because trust me, no one else is going to. We are the minority of the minority of the minority. We are the smallest sliver. And yet we're the only ones really that understand the economics, at least at this level. And we get the least amount of love. And yet, when I go on shows, people can't fight with me because, well, I know what I'm talking about. So, anyway. All right. Well, I am going to go ahead and close this sucker out. Please like and subscribe, folks. I hate asking y'all to do that. Please consider going to our website, realprogressives.org, becoming a monthly donor on our Patreon. 
Patreon slash Real Progressives. Um, please consider subscribing to our podcast, Macro and Cheese. It's available on every single podcast hosting platform. You can get it on iTunes. You can get it on Google. You can get it on freaking Spotify, Amazon even. You can get it everywhere. So please, Macro and Cheese is worth your time. If you want to learn this stuff, I try really hard. Our team tries really hard. We're countless hours putting together transcripts for you, show notes, extras, so you can have links to find more information about the subject. We're doing everything we can. We're even trying to build a real progressive university in the background, okay? There's all kinds of stuff we're trying to do. It's just hard. It's really hard. It's hard because we don't have a lot of workers. We don't have a lot of helpers. So we have the, we have the platforms. We have the supplies. We just don't have the eyes and the hands and the willingness to get her done. So anyway, please check us out. Help us out. I'll talk to you guys soon. Uh, yeah, out of here. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to support our efforts please take a moment to subscribe and check out our other work on the real progress in action youtube channel and visit our sister organization's website at realprogressives.org